Hey everyone, welcome to the Airstream Chronicles podcast. Today is Friday. We've made it through another work week. It's Friday, September 21st, and I'm the show host, Rich Charpentier. Thanks for stopping in and spending a few minutes with me for your morning. Today, I'm going to talk about travel and RVing and just travel in general. And it's a favorite topic of mine. I've talked about it on YouTube before. It's the idea of slowing down and actually enjoying where you are. So right now, my sister and her family are crossing the country. This is the first time that she's ever been on a big road trip outside of New England. A lot of my family sticks really close to home, and they they don't go that far. Um, Some family members have migrated down to Florida, but basically they've all kind of been stuck on the East Coast for a long time. And so my sister, her husband, and her three boys are doing an epic cross-country road trip, and it started this morning. They actually left uh, They left Massachusetts at 12.15 a.m., so apparently they just wanted to get through the Chicago area quickly and then slow it down. So they've got several weeks on the road. They've uh, never been out here to Arizona, and they're, they're going to be visiting a lot of places, and we'll be getting together toward the end of their trip. So they're wanting to see it all, and... I'm just wondering how it's going to go for them, kind of a race across America. So years ago, when I first hit the road with the Airstream back in 2006, I blew through a lot of states myself. I hooked up the Airstream, and I tried to get as far from New England as possible uh, due to personal stuff. But anyways, you know, I missed out on a lot of stuff, and uh, I started traveling with friends in Texas in 2006, and we popped into this place and popped into that place. And uh, it was a little too fast-paced for me is what I realized. And when I got into um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, I actually stayed for a little while because uh, Nissan had put out a notice that I needed to have my something done with my brakes. It was a recall. So I had to wait in the Santa Fe area. So I, I got to spend over a week in Santa Fe, and it it really wowed me. So I, I found that I enjoyed actually exploring a location. So not just um, getting from this national park to that national park or this national monument to that national monument. I like to slow down and check out the places that I'm in. So this has been a, a big theme for me because I see a lot of RVers out there and there's no right way to travel or wrong way to travel. It's, it's how you're comfortable traveling. But I've seen a lot of folks that I've followed along with and met over the years And sometimes they're driving every single day, and that does get exhausting. Plus, it doesn't give you a lot of opportunity to actually experience where you've landed. So Santa Fe gave me kind of the clue that maybe I wanted to slow down a little bit. From Santa Fe, I went up to Alamosa, uh, Colorado, and I went to the Great Sand Dunes National Park or Monument. I can't remember which it is. Boy, was it windy there. So I spent a couple of days there, and I was pretty um, pretty uncertain. I loved the uh, sand dunes. That was amazing. But I wasn't enjoying where I was camping, so I was getting kind of windblown. So I think I stayed there two or three days. And I made the decision to head over to Durango, Colorado uh, from Alamosa. So I went over a very scary 12,000-foot pass with the Airstream in tow. And I got into Durango, and um, I parked there for just a couple of days the campground that I was at was extremely expensive. Uh, it was more of a resort-style campground just to the north of Durango, right on the river, very beautiful location. 
But, um, you know, at the time I was still in my early 30s, and I think this is more of a 55-plus community, so I kind of felt like the odd man out. So I hooked up the trailer again, and I decided to make my way to Mesa Verde. And when I got over to Mesa Verde, I actually drove up to the top. I was going to camp at the top of Mesa Verde with the Airstream. And one crazy road up and down with the Airstream in tow. But um, there was no cellular service there. And I had some meetings that I had to attend to over the phone. So I made a decision to go down into Cortez, Colorado. And Cortez um, is very close to Mesa Verde. And I found a local RV park there. And I ended up staying for weeks. The owner of the park has all these brochures and all this information about things to do in the area, and I ended up really falling in love with the Cortez area. Because not only do you have Mesa Verde, you're still close to Durango. Um, you're near the um, Anasazi Heritage Museum run by the BLM. You're really close to Hovenweep National Monument with some other amazing ruined sites. You're close to the Four Corners area. There's an amazing reservoir up in the Dolores area. You get the idea. But so when I pulled into Cortez, I wasn't planning on staying there for a long while. But once I found out what things were uh, there were to do there and what things I could go see and photograph, it slowed the trip down again. So just like Santa Fe, I found that I was enjoying the area. So I stayed for a while, uh, several weeks. And then I had to meet back up with my friends in Reno, Nevada, so after leaving Cortez, it was kind of a race again for a little bit from Reno into California and then up to Salem, Oregon for the Airstream Rally and then from Salem, Oregon um, over into Idaho and Montana. It started feeling racy again, like things were going real quick again. So what I found my personal travel style is to get to a location, find out what's in the area and really explore it a good bit. And um, that's a dangerous thing because looking back, I thought to myself for a good while, maybe I should live in Santa Fe. And then after spending time in Cortez and seeing all there was to do there, I said, maybe I should live in Cortez. And then months and months later, my GPS accidentally misdirected me and I ended up coming through Prescott, Arizona on my way over to Sedona and back up to Colorado. And once again, Prescott sucked me in with all the things to do. And as you know, this is kind of home, even though I'm in the Airstream and I can be portable, I do spend a good bit of time in Prescott, Arizona, and a lot this year. So last year I had more trips than this year, and that was just because of the medical stuff. Always waiting on doctors um, doesn't make it easy to travel. But so my recommendation, you know, from my experience, slow it down a little if you've got the time. If you're going full-time RVing, I promise you um, these amazing places to see aren't going away tomorrow. Um, some people are concerned with some of the national monuments right now, and I understand that, but what I'm saying overall is uh, these places are still physically going to be here, and you don't have to run into the place, spend a day, run to the next place. That gets exhausting really fast, and for me at least, it's not the mode of travel that I want to do when I am traveling. Um, the other year, we were working a in, with a customer in Pueblo, Colorado, and we were up there for like three and a half weeks, I'd say, yeah. And so we really got to know the area and got to see a lot of the sites in the area while we were working with our customer. And that was awesome, getting to know a place, getting the feel of a place, really 
trying out being a resident in a location is kind of cool. And if you're a full-time RVer, you've got that opportunity. Unless you've got places to be or appointments to make, when you're traveling, you can spend some time if you'd like to. You can also select not to spend some time in places. Like when uh, when I did Reno after, um, after Cortez, I got to tell you, completely underwhelmed. Not a place that would work for me. Um, when we got up into Northern California, absolutely gorgeous. The Klamath Falls area. And um, I could have stayed there longer. Uh, I liked the area so much. It was very beautiful. Salem, Oregon, very cool place for the Airstream Rally. Not the type of town that I think I'd want to live in. A little too densely populated, and it was a, it was a strange experience. Um, passing through Idaho, absolutely loved Idaho. Uh, even stopped into a place called Hell's Gate. And um, from there went into Montana and then down into uh, down into Wyoming and then over into Victor, Idaho, another place that I stayed for an extended period of time because that was a beautiful little uh, one-stop light town and uh, really captured my imagination. And I thought, wow, this could be a great place to live too. So slowing down allowed me to get to know some places and develop fonder memories. Um, running in and out of Yellowstone and getting a couple photos in the day and then moving on to the Grand Tetons the next day, too fast, too fast. That that wasn't enough time to get to know the place. On other podcasts I've mentioned, so two of my favorite places, the Grand Staircase Escalante and the Vermilion Cliffs National Monument. Let me tell you, I've been up to both of those places many, many times. I need like six months up there to photograph everything that I've wanted to photograph. I need six months up there to explore everything that I haven't gotten to explore yet. So it's an amazing place. And if I could work it out, get a client job in the area and do an extended stay, I would do that in a heartbeat. So that whole area is amazing. And I want to spend more time there. So if you've got limited time, you don't have to see everything, but one of my suggestions is to try to take it in more, try to spend a little more time there. I think it will help with the level of enjoyment, and I think it will help the, you know you getting to know an area better. So my sister and my brother-in-law, they're on the road with my three nephews, and they are going to be racing for the next couple of days, but then they're going to slow it down. Um, they've got a lot they want to see, a lot they want to show their boys. So the youngest is six and the oldest is just getting into his teens. So they, there's going to be so much for them to see. And um, I think they're just going to be wowed and overwhelmed. And I, don't, I, I hope they don't feel hurried. So you know, I'm looking forward to seeing them, but I don't want them doing a mad dash to meet up with me because where they're going to be traveling is absolutely amazing. I, I really don't think... You can understand the size and scope of America until you've really done a full cross-country drive. I remember one time driving through Texas, um, I almost emptied out my gas tank. So I, I filled up on gas and I kept driving westward um, toward New Mexico and Arizona at the time. I thought I was going to run out of gas um, driving in West Texas just because the gas stations were spaced that far apart. So I had the extra gas can in the Nissan Titan, and I was ready to have to um, fill it up and 
boy, when I got to the next gas station, I was on fumes. And in between, from my first fill-up and my second fill-up, there was a bunch of nothing. Big, wide-open spaces, places where there's nobody. And coming from New England and coming from living in Florida for years, you don't see that on the East Coast. And until you do this big mega drive, you just don't get how big it is. Airplanes are awesome, and you can get from New England to California in no time, and then you can get to visit places in California. But what everyone doesn't realize who hasn't done the big drive is this is a big, massive country with a whole lot of emptiness in between populated areas. You wouldn't think that being in New England on the East Co- or on the East Coast, but once you start going west and you go through some of the big states, you find very quickly this place is way larger than I ever thought. And if you take some time and you slow it down, like I said, if you're a full-time RVer or you're out for a couple months, if you slow it down and stay in the places longer, I think you'll appreciate them more and have a more enjoyable experience. So Amy and Miles, good luck with the travels, guys. We're looking forward to seeing you here in a couple weeks. Have fun and don't rush. And everyone listening in today, same advice. Enjoy where you are. You don't have to get to the next place immediately, unless, of course, work is calling or something like that. But if you've got the time, investigate places. I think you'll have more fun. All right, everyone, that is it for today's podcast episode. So I hope you enjoy your Friday. I hope you got something awesome planned for the weekend. And I will see you next week. As always, the intro and exit music is licensed through soundstripe.com. So if you're looking for audio for your next audio or video project, check out Soundstripe. I've got the link down below in the show notes. And if you sign up with Soundstripe, sends a little love back to this podcast, and that's always appreciated. Okay, everyone, have an awesome weekend. We'll see you next Monday. (laughs) 